0: to my core at how smooth my hair looked especially that frizzy top part you know in in your part all those little baby hairs coming through that frizzy part that was smooth so shout out way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle frizz free up your schedule with way go to dot com and enter promo code meat for 15% off any product that's dot com promo code me tanks. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. Welcome back to the show. I hope everyone had an amazing week. I forgot to do Rose and Thorn for many, many weeks, so we're back with Rose and Thorn. My rose is that I am in New York at this time, time, and I miss the East Coast, and I miss New York City so much. And my thorn is that this is a very vain thorn, so buckle up. I really want to go back to blonde, but my hair is really damaged right now. And when I went to go get it, um, go to my hairdresser, she was like, dude, you can't, we can't do it yet. We need to just like get it back to health a little bit more. So I just had to gloss it and keep with this like kind of in between color. And I'm very my, my decision making process is like, I won't make it, I won't think about something. And then one day I'll wake up and I'll be like, I have to do this now with, with everything in life. And so it's, you know, that's how it was with the red hair. I was like, you know what? I wanted me to, to do red hair tomorrow. Also, just a warning that if you do red hair, it is so hard to get out. It's insane. It's so hard. It's the hardest to get and the hardest to get rid of, which I didn't know. You would think that it the hardest to get and get rid of would, would be like bleach blonde, but no, it's red. So that was my very vain thorn, but it's getting healthy again. So that's good. I did a mill bond treatment. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but um, that did help a lot. Um. Today we're going to talk about casual sex, and this is a topic that I am very passionate about in the sense of I feel like people have a lot of anxiety around it, and I'm not talking about like uh, STDs and getting pregnant because that's a different ball of wax, and that's important, and I might as well just say once at the top of the show so I don't have to keep overqualifying myself and, and cutting myself off, like... Be safe always. That is the number one rule with sex. Be safe and have it when you want and use protection and get tested and be a responsible sexual partner. Again, I say these things, but I know everyone in our community is, you know, safe and cares about other people. So just a reminder that you should do it. Um, but, you know, I always get a lot of questions about casual sex. And I think that a, a big reason why. I care so much about box theory and why I believe in it is because of its relationship to sex. So for anyone who doesn't know what box theory is, I'm just going to do a little refresher. Okay. Box theory is my theory that when a guy meets a girl, it's this is also a theory for cishet relationships in a romantic setting. So I'm talking about on a dating app or at a setup or a blind date or something like that. Um, the guy will decide very quickly, what box the girl goes into? There's three boxes. One, he wants to date her; two, he wants to hook up with her, or three, he wants nothing to do with her. Okay, well, if it's box three, that's very clear-cut. you can usually tell. Uh, you're you know, no, go there. Fine. Where people get confused is between box two and box one. And some people might say, "Well, tanks, you're putting all of uh the power in the guy's hand, right? Because you're saying, oh, well he puts her in a box, but you're looking at it totally the wrong way. It's empowering to know where you stand with a guy it's very empowering I think where a lot of women get messed up is when they're in the date where it is when they're in the hookup box and they want to want the guy to date them and they just they're trying to over engineer the guy into dating them they're trying to manipulate the guy into dating them they're like well if I don't sleep with him maybe um maybe he'll date me or maybe if I talk about like how much I love golden retrievers he'll want to sleep with me and like I get millions of questions about, oh my God, when do you think I should, do you think that he's not texting me back because um, I I burped quietly on the second date? No. The truth is if a guy wants to date you, he will want to date you no matter what. I mean, I always give the example of like, I puked on my high school boyfriend's shoes, the the night that I met him, I was like wasted and I puked on his shoes. His like Gucci loafers just soak that image in for a second. And the next day he came to the shop where I was working in New York because I was like, I persuaded my parents to let me go work in New York when I was in high school. And he was like, I- I'm like obsessed with you and I think we should date. And I was like, amazing. Cool. Because guys are very, they just make that decision very quickly. And I just reposted on my Instagram actually uh, a a a guy was responding to a video and he was like, yeah, he was like, guys, respond, guys usually know in 15 minutes if they're going to date you or not. If you are casually hooking up with someone for three, four months, it's a, no, he's never going to date you. And if he does, is that really what you want? Is that really what you think you deserve? Sometimes people will write to me and be like, Tink's box theory isn't true because like after 12 months of um, hooking up with me casually and hooking up with other girls and me tearing my hair out and, you know, not getting a text back and him not seeing me in daylight, I finally persuaded him to to call me his girlfriend. Ooh, congratulations. He sounds like a real winner. This sounds like a a relationship built on raw attraction and, and lust. Yes, of course. It doesn't put the power in the guy's hand. Remember him liking you and wanting to date you is like the ticket to get through the door. Imagine it that way. Imagine that you are a beautiful carnival and the guy being absolutely goo-goo-gaga for you is just the price to admit one. Once he's inside, you can decide if you wanna date him or not. You can decide if you wanna fuck him or not. Do you see how it's actually all in your hands and knowledge is power? My nightmare is when you guys text me or when you guys text me, when you guys DM me or call me and you're like, yeah, like, I don't know. He won't, um, see me on weekends. Um, he'll only see me on Mondays and he won't text me back for like, uh, three days at a time. And he doesn't really know my last name. Do you think he he wants to date me? I'm like, you're in the hookup box. Now I want to be very clear. If you're in the hookup box and you're fine with it, that's amazing. That's another reason why box theory is so great is because it's like knowledge is power. If you're in the hookup box and you're also seeing other people and you're also, you know, having fun, you don't want to date them. God bless. How, that's amazing. How does this pertain to sex? Well, let us not forget all of the random Arbitrary rules that were made up for us in the '90s and the early 2000s that were like, you can only sleep with him on after five dates. You can only sleep with him if he has taken you to these specific restaurants. If you sleep with him before, then you'll be doomed and he'll never date you. That's not true. That's not true because every time I talk about box theory, I have a plethora of DMs, messages, emails saying, "Yeah, I fucked my husband on the first night. We've been married ten years." Or, "Yeah, oh my god." I I smashed my boyfriend on the first night. We've been together five months or whatever. It doesn't matter. Julia, when Julia Fox was on Emrata's podcast, they were talking about sex and power, okay? They were talking about how when you have sex with a man, it transfers some power to him. I don't, I, I understand where they're coming from, but to me, if you decide when you have sex with a guy, isn't that the ultimate display of power If when you have sex when you want to? Because the whole point of box theory is like you shouldn't manipulate someone into liking you. If they're going to like you, they're going to like you whether you have sex with them on the first date or sex on the 20th date. So yes, sex and power are related and it's complicated there. But to me, the only thing that matters is that you have sex with a guy when you want to. because. If you are withholding sex because you think it will transfer the power, in a way, isn't that giving him the power too? I hope that made sense. It makes sense in my head. Like to me, what I want for everyone out there listening is to be empowered to have sex whenever you want, whether it's day one, whether it's day five, whether it's six months in, whether it's never. You should have sex when you want. I I think the only time the dynamic changes with sex is if you really want to date a guy and he doesn't and you're in the and you're in the hookup box and then you have sex and then he's like over it and then you're like, "Well, I shouldn't have done that." It's like, "Well, you were going to do it eventually and then you would have found out anyway that he didn't like you." That's why it's so good to be real with yourself about like, is there a real connection here? And remember, it's not like he decides if he likes you or not. Like, yes, but that's the price to admit one to your carnival to your Coachella. And then once he's inside, you get to choose. Are you going to date this guy or not? Oh, box theory makes me so fired up. I think out of everything that I have learned and that I talk about in my last few years, box theory is the thing that I wish I'd had most when I was younger. And it relates to, by the way, every single age, every single age, But for me, I really could have saved a lot of time and energy had I not been so obsessed with guys when I was so clearly in the date box. It would have just woken me up a little bit and I wouldn't have wasted so much time. the best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencecottsdale.com tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdalecom tinks. shop now at pandora.net pandora be love let's talk about casual sex someone recently wrote to me and was like I want to be having more casual sex um like how can I do that and it's like okay this is interesting uh let me read some of the dms that I got first because um it's interesting In my single girl era, I would like to have more casual sex, but get scared of safety with people I don't know. I don't know how people have sex with strangers. It feels scary to me. Need tips, please? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think the sweet spot with casual sex is dating someone casually and when you feel comfortable with them, having sex with them, but not like being their girlfriend. Like that to me is the sweet spot. Personally, I've never had like a, let me think about this before I say this. Uh, Have I ever had like a true one night stand? I've had sex with a guy just one time, but it was like in college and we like had sex at foam party and then I left. So does that count as a one night stand? But we were like we knew each other. We were like friends or whatever. I don't know. Um, Let's see. Okay, this is a good one. In my early 40s, divorced, had a sexless marriage, and now I'm on flames emoji. Hell yeah, sister. She goes, but how do I handle potentially sleeping with more than one person? I feel icky doing it, but not ready to cut one out of my life either. To me, if you haven't had any talk about exclusivity and you're being safe, I really don't see anything wrong with that. I really don't. It's all personal comfortability, right? It's all what you want to do. And she said she, you know, she doesn't want to cut either either of them out of her life. So, okay, that's fine. As long as you're safe. Uh, didn't have it until I got divorced. A regret of my twenties. Amazing. Do it ladies. Hell yeah. I love that. There's a lot of DMs about being divorced and now having like a second wind and like really enjoying it and like feeling more confident now in their forties, which is like so beautiful and amazing. And I really want to just take a moment to say that and like say to all of my 40s, uh, divorce or not, or divorce or just single ladies out there killing it. Like that's cool and sexy and inspires me. This was really interesting. Someone said, have it safely. And rule of thumb is if you can't talk about it with a partner beforehand, not in the heat of the moment, then probs shouldn't have it. Also, casual sex is tricky because emotions, feelings can get easily involved whether you want them to or not. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really interesting point that, you know, feelings can sometimes get in the way or you can catch feelings and men and women do view sex differently and our brains react to sex differently. Like it's it's known that when women have sex, we a certain hormone is released that like causes us to form a bond and makes us feel emotional. And that's why, again, box theory is so fucking powerful. It's such a good tool because it's like, OK, if you know you're in the hookup box with someone and you know that you want to date them and they're probably not going to date you, they're stringing you along, like treating you like shit, whatever, whatever. That's when I would say you need to ask yourself, is the sex worth it? Because if you are super hung up on someone and it doesn't look like they're going to date you, then I'm like, mm, that's maybe a time to pull back because you will you will get hurt. But if you're sleeping with someone casually and you're in the hookup box, then, and you don't care and you you're you're fully well aware and you're like, no, I don't want to date them anyway. Maybe you're dating other people. Maybe it's just not the right person. Then feel empowered to have casual sex. Okay, I have some casual sex statistics. Here we go. 86% of college students have hooked up in college. I mean, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I think, I'm trying to think of, like, when I had the most sex. I think probably I had the most casual sex in college. As in, I I mean, I literally just said I had sex at a fo- in the middle of a foam party. Like, and I wasn't in the middle of the foam. I was in a bathroom. Um... But then, yeah. And and I would like, especially in senior year, I would literally say to myself, I really want to have sex with this guy tonight. And I would like go find him and have sex with him. So that's definitely the most casual sex that I had. And then when I was in my 20s, it was more like, OK, I'm like seeing a guy. We were like hooking up like every once in a while. But it was still more structured than like me, like g- crawling through a frat and being like, where's that guy? and And like smashing him that night. But I, you know, part of me thinks that that's what college is for. Um, this is crazy. 82% of men and only 57% of women are glad that they had a hookup afterwards. That's so interesting. And I, I would pontificate, uh, I would, is that the right word? I would, uh, uh, hypothesize that there's two reasons. Number one, because, um, sex just isn't always good for women. Like it's, (laughs) there's that. uh, I I made a TikTok once that got taken down, but I said, sex for men is like pizza. When it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, it's still pretty good. And sex for women is like sushi. When it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, it's like really, really traumatizing and you like feel nauseous thinking about it. And like most, uh, sex for women, like it is very, I'm going to venture to say difficult for a lot of women to have good sex casually because it's so much more mental. I think that that's why casual sex is so complicated for women because it's like even if you find a guy that you want to have casual sex with, you're safe, you're feeling good, whatever, you don't think you're going to catch feelings, um, you know, you're feeling confident in your body that day, you're horny, all those things line up. It still might not be good because men just usually aren't that good in bed unless they've been trained or less unless you're in a relationship with them so yeah so the second reason that i would hypothesize why only 57 percent of women are glad after they had a hookup is because of guilt women harbor so much guilt about casual sex it's insane and i want to try to break that and it's like even though sex in the city was in a way so good for sex positivity and being casual about sex and empowering women like I really want to acknowledge that it was I think that the whole Samantha character it was just such an extreme that now anytime women say oh they like sex or you know they're trying to have more casual sex it's like this oh I'm Samantha like you know I have sex with everybody you know that line from um (laughs) whatever forgetting sarah marshall it's hard to find a way or it's like ooh, you're a pick me girl if you do that if you talk about casual sex and it's like no sometimes you're just in a place in your life where you want to be having more casual sex and that's okay but we have we're america is a very puritanical country it's ingrained in us there's a lot of shame around female sexuality female masturbation female orgasm all this stuff oh let's talk about orgasms this is amazing Only 11.2, I mean, amazingly bad, 11.2% of women report having an orgasm during their last hookup. Guess how many men achieved orgasm during their last hookup? Guess. 88%. 88%. How fucking insane. I'm going to do an entire episode on orgasm equality and how you can get yours, but just let that soak in for a second. So it's no fucking wonder why only 57% of women are glad they had a hookup afterwards because it's like, you know, you get yourself there mentally. You do all these mental gymnastics like, okay, I'm not going to catch feelings. I got a wax. I'm feeling good. I want to have sex. And then you get there and it's like 11.2% chance of you coming. I mean, okay. Uh, Let's see. The global average number of sexual partners is nine. Very interesting. I really want to talk about body count for a second because I hate that phrase. I hate that phrase. Let me be clear. I hate the entire... Uh, culture around body count and around how many people have you slept with I think it is the most stupid fucking thing I think that it is totally fits in with all the other shit that I hate from the 90s the like don't sleep with someone till the third date like oh my god like you can't say this on a date or he'll never marry you like it's in the same thing it's like it would to me It's like if I asked you, how many colds have you had in your life? You'd be like, I don't fucking know. I've had some. I can't remember. That's the same thing, except for it's that's cold is a negative thing. But it's like it's it's so bizarre to me. I do not think body count matters. I think intention with sex matters. Like I've met people where how can i say this i've met people who haven't had sex with a lot of partners but i can tell that they have sex for validation and not because they want to i've also met people who've had sex with a lot of partners but seem completely like you would never think about it like that with with, with them you would never think that they were consider them promiscuous or slutty or whatever at all it is completely about intention and by that i mean Have sex when you want to have sex and don't worry about it. If you feel like having sex with 10 people in a year and you're safe and it's good, who fucking cares? I keep a list of people that I've had sex with because... I mean, memory, you know, you think you're going to remember everyone you have sex with and you get to like 28 and you're like, I don't even fuck. I I mean, seriously, sometimes on the list, you guys look down and the people in college and I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Like I can barely remember. Or you're like, oh yeah, that guy, you know, when I was living in New York, you know, huh? huh? So, but that's the only reason I don't have, it's not a numbered list. I could give a fuck. I don't care. And I hate the fact that young people ask each other like, you know, I, Gen Z is always like, oh, what's your body count? What's your body count? Like, wh- what the fuck? Like, it's such a bizarre question. It's honestly bizarre. And let me tell you something. It is 100% a symptom of the patriarchy. Why? Because body count is something that's used to boost up men and shame women in either direction. In either fucking direction, okay? It's like, ooh, you haven't had sex a lot of people as a girl, like, ooh, that's weird, or like, oh my god, she's so slutty, she's had sex with so many people. Whereas men who lie anyway about who they've had sex with, it's like it's only used to show like their sexual prowess, and it's like, half you guys couldn't even find a clit if I pointed to it on a fucking diagram, okay? So the fact that you your body count is fifteen doesn't mean jack shit to me, okay? When you can. Make a girl come like that's what means something to me, and make her feel comfortable and sexy and amazing, and make her feel like that was an amazing hookup. like that's what matters to me. Body count doesn't matter. In fact, honestly, when guys brag about like how many girls they've slept with, I'm like, I honestly think like you're bad in bed. I'm like, "Ooh, no repeat customers. That's weird. That's weird, buddy. You've had sex with a hundred women. None of them wanted seconds. Suspicious. Suspicious if you ask me. It's so interesting with. Um, generation to generation about how many sexual partners um, people are having like in the baby boomer generation they're like 15 average gen x is like around 10 millennial is like seven to 10 and gen z is like under five gen z does not get get down Gen Z does not enjoy bumping uglies and I think it has a lot to do with what I was talking about on the pod the other day with the you know on the Scott Galloway episode when you know one in three men under 30 hasn't had sex in the past year I you know it's just it's so interesting and my belief is like I'm like as long as you're safe have sex whenever you want I really think that and like if you're with someone like have Lots of sex, like I think it's good for us. I think, and if you're not with someone, like masturbate a lot. Like I'm a big believer in orgasms for skincare, <laughs> like as in you orgasm more, you you have better skin. I just think it's like really, really good, and I want to talk about it more because I think that people just have a lot of hang ups about it, like whether it's about their body or the shame, or like they grew up in certain religion that made them feel ashamed of their their, their sexuality. Like I just think that. There, there's a few things that we all agree that we are put on earth to do and that's like eat and like have sex and babies and like love each other like that's you know kind of at our core what I think we're happiest doing so uh yeah wow this is interesting uh this is sex on first date by age uh 18 to 24 year olds Twenty percent had sex on the first date. Twenty-five to thirty-four year olds, forty percent had sex on the on the first date. That's interesting because it's like, yeah, I think when you're and like thirty-five to forty-four is like forty percent as well, and it kind of stays that way until you get to over sixty-five, and even then it drops down to like twenty-five percent. So it's kind of like you get to a point when you're like in your late twenties, early thirties, where you're like, it doesn't matter when you have sex. It's literally just if you if you feel like it, and if you want to. But uh, I, sorry, take that butt out. And again, that's why box theory is so empowering. So we're going to talk more about sex this year. I want this to be a year of sexuality. You know, when I went um, on Barbara Corcoran's podcast, she's a legend, obviously, she has had the coolest life and like, She's just such a firecracker. She like does a tarot card reading at the end. And I think she's in her 70s. And this was probably in 2021, I want to say. And she like pulled out the card. For me and she was like I knew it she was like you need to have way more sex and it was like when I was working a lot and I was like not dating and I was like stressed out or whatever and she was like I'm gonna give you this card and it's gonna bring you sex in your life and I've never followed up with her to tell her but I keep it in my um, makeup bag when I travel and I like keep it in my house obviously and honestly it worked so thank you Barbara I just want people to feel comfortable having sex and i really want to do an episode about orgasm equality and i really want to do an episode about sex and body image and it i know it can be complicated i I did one episode but i feel like we need a follow-up um let me just read a few more dms because there were so many interesting wands in it okay this one says oh my god I'm into it but like how casual one night stand isn't usually my thing but like hookup buddies can give me intimacy fulfillment when I'm single I think it helps when you finally do meet someone you're into and don't get swept away by getting ahead all of a sudden that's really funny I didn't read that through before I read it but that's really that's really true yeah because it's like Sometimes it's like if you haven't, she, I think her point is that sometimes if you haven't been having sex for a long time and then you have sex and like you have an orgasm or like it's just nice to be touched or whatever, you can, it can really like fire up reverse box theory and you're like, oh my God, like this is the love of my life. Like I love them so much. And it's like you just needed to get laid. Like that's what it is sometimes. So that's another, that's actually a very important point. Thank you for writing in. That's so important. Um, On the subject of dry spells, while I am out here saying you should have safe casual sex, I've had dry spells. Everyone does. And I really don't like the term dry spell. I'm sorry. I just used it. But it's just like you don't you need to reframe it and say I haven't found anyone that I want to have sex with or no one's turning me on lately. Men fuck who they can. Women fuck who they want. Just remember that. okay? Uh, But I but I really take her point. And it's like sometimes I've. I think for women as well when we don't have sex for a while we kind of like lose the desire to have it like you'll get horny once in a while but like when you're having regular sex you want it more as a woman and so if you go for like eight nine months without sex and then you have it sometimes you can be like oh my god like it's a really good point that she wrote you guys are so smart um more on sex soon I love you all so very much I will see you uh I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend and share this episode with someone who you think should have casual sex. Bye.